Welcome to Cultivating Authentic Universal Energy, exploring energy through mediumship, psychic abilities, Reiki, crystals, and more. This podcast is created based on the concept that everything is energy, everything and everyone are connected. Your hosts are Lisa Milleraces and Michelle Belcastro. Lisa has written about her psychic medium awakening and is comfortable with many facets of energy. Lisa believes energy work is very exciting and should be embraced in a safe way. Michelle grew up as a sensitive, intuitive, and now creates a safe space for community to gather and develop their spiritual talents. Their two unique perspectives are joined to assist listeners of all levels to broaden their understanding. This will be a series of podcasts that will enhance and fine-tune our energetic connections. We'll get there. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Michelle. How you doing? Doing good. How about you? I'm doing great, thank you. So, um, today's episode is kind of a little bit of more Reiki. Excuse me. Um, the last episode that we published was about um, what is Reiki and what can you expect from a session. And we wanted to talk today about, like, as Reiki masters, um, how do we have fun with Reiki and incorporate it in our lives? Oh, my God. I love Reiki <laughs> so much. It, um, it opened up a whole new world of balance for me when I became uh, attuned with Reiki. And... I find that as somebody who loves working with energy, it's almost um, like a necessity, like a basic food group for me to have like, like, like <laughs> to chocolate? have a Reiki attunement <laughs> because it takes the energy of some people maybe all over the place and it helps to provide you with a funnel, if you will, or a cable, if you will, to channel that Reiki through you. Now, when you give Reiki, you're not using up your own energy, but you're actually taking the energy from the Reiki, the universal life force energy, and letting it flow through you. So you're allowing that balance to take place. No. <coughs> All right, girlfriend, we really have to have a serious talk because you are coming from the perspective of a balanced individual. Yes. And, th and this is where I always come in. And, and put me straight. <laughs> and, it's okay. And, Good. And just wreck everything that you That's believe. That's quite okay. Okay. So Hopefully yes. that makes us an interesting podcast. Let's just... <laughs> <laughs> so I totally agree with you on it, it should bring you balance. But ultimately, one of the issues that I see as a Reiki teacher is a lot of people aren't grounded. Oh, true. Right? So when you're working with this high vibration energy that's coming through you, um, you have to be grounded in order for that balance to occur. Yes, that's, that's very true. You, it takes both. It takes the flow with the grounding. Yeah, yep. I did leave that out. Yes. So thank you, thank you for bringing that back to everyone's attention. Yeah, you do need to be grounded. <clears throat> so how do you use Reiki other than just like for healing sessions and stuff? I think we use it pretty much in our regular everyday life. I mean, I sense and feel the energy as it flows through my hands when a truth is being told. I, okay. I do, um, as when I do my channeling sessions, I hold my hands with my palms up 
um, like a hip width distance apart. Only naturally, I've I've done that um, all my career, and I feel the energy flow through my hands. I explained to the audience that no matter if we're on Zoom or if we're if we're in person, that that's healing energy that's going into their rooms. That's just how it works through me. But um, yeah, so I, I sense when there's a truth being told uh, with the channeling sessions because the heat in the hands will get more intense. Okay. So there's different levels and degrees. And again, this may not be everybody's situation, mm -hmm. but that's how it works through me. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but think about it. When you have a boo-boo when you're a kid, your hand is to put your hand on your boo-boo. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so when I am teaching Reiki, um, some of the things that I teach my students is that you can use Reiki for anything, right? You can use it for healing. You can work, use it for balance. You can use it for protection. Our girlfriend prays and gives Reiki to her food before she eats it. Absolutely. Um, and think about it, that makes a lot of sense because you're charging it before you sustain into your body. Yeah. And if I remember the story correctly, there were the same friend. She would, she went out to dinner with a group of people and a number of them had the same exact dinner mm -hmm. and one person did not rake either food and they were the only person that didn't have a good dining experience that night oh okay <laughs> yeah but you can do that with your food you can do that with your water um if you are a reiki practitioner that has like your symbols right you can use your symbols for cleansing your room like if the energy feels heavy or whatever you can cleanse the room and raise the vibration pretty quickly yeah i mean it works alongside of um, other modalities like the Ho'oponopono, I can use the Reiki alongside of it, mm -hmm. you know, so yep. it's something that you can overlay with, with other, <clears throat> with other practices. And most of you at this point know that I'm going to school to become a massage therapist and we are, I don't know, three weeks or so into clinic and we work on guests twice a week, um, on Tuesday or sorry, Thursdays and Saturdays, we take guests. And I know that every single time I'm putting my hands on somebody, whether I intend it or not, Reiki is flowing so much into them um, through my hands. And it's... Which, I, which brings me up to, a, uh, to what I was getting at before, that it has helped me balance my energy because it gives it a, a time and a place to put that energy flow on reiki on or reiki off yeah. it has helped me that way i there are times that it just flows whether i'm consciously aware of it or not because you know i well, roll that way <laughs> your inner being knows what's needed i suppose i guess mm -hmm. um and and i think from my perspective it's been really helpful from a protection mechanism that the energy flows through me where I'm not picking up the energetic discards mm -hmm. from the people that I'm working on. So 
there's been a number of times where I'm in a counseling session where people are coming to me because they're experiencing their own energy awareness and they want a little guidance on it. And there's been a number of times where I've suggested that they get a Reiki session and if it appeals to them to start to learn it through the attunement, the first attunement process for the um, purpose of getting that uh, balance that a lot of us seek, grounding balance, of course. I stand corrected with that. I heard you like to fly above the, the, noise. the noise, but yes, that's true. We all need to stay here on Earth and be grounded. Um, I think it's funny because I have always worked off of intuition. And then later on, I'll find out, oh, this is what you did. It was X, Y, and Z, <laughs> mm -hmm. but not realizing it at the time. And I remember not knowing what Reiki was. And through a meditation, I was told I need to use my healing hands. Um, the next day, I go to a yoga class. And one of the ladies in the yoga class was talking about her practice. I guess she offered Reiki there. And she was, they were explaining it. And she talks about her hands, the healing hands, which made me go over to her to start a conversation. If I hadn't had that experience, I wouldn't have done that. And she became my best friend and my Reiki master, the teacher. So it was just an awesome experience all the way around. Cool. It was meant to be. So mm -hmm. the purpose for me to say that is that to follow your intuition with that. If you are a Reiki practitioner and you're thinking about getting your level two and then you're like, okay, I heard about it. I don't know if I want to spend the money to do it, this and that. You hear it again, you know, bubbles up once, twice. Mm -hmm. You know, pay attention to those little nudges along the way. Yeah. And work with somebody that you feel comfortable working yes. with. Yes, yeah. Because it, it becomes a, a kind of an intimate friendship with that person or mentorship with the master that you decide to work with. Yeah, and I, I do know people who have had more than one master that they've they've chose to work with. So maybe they get their level one here and then they get their <clears throat> level two somewhere else. A absolutely. Um, you know, it, it's whatever works for the student mm -hmm. the best because we all have something different that we offer. Yeah, and I find, I love Reiki shares. I, I, <laughs> I feel that, and I'm not gonna get in trouble for this, I am like an energy whore because <laughs> I cannot get enough of it. I just love it so much. I love the work of it. Yeah. I, love, I love to play in it. I love to have fun with Reiki. It makes me laugh during these sessions. I probably um, inappropriately will give messages during a session, but it's what flows through me at that time. Well, and, and that's a good point that you make that um, messages flow. Um, Reiki can be a gateway to developing other skills or gifts. It's a gateway. It's not, the, it, yes, I'll, I'll agree with that. That's why I suggest people get it because it helps them manage that um, awareness to it. Yeah, well, not all of us are gifted with the awareness that others are gifted with. Um, and I think sometimes, just like, okay, when I'm, when I'm teaching someone Reiki 1, my primary focus is on that person. And I try to tell them that the first 21 days after you've been, you've been attuned, your focus is doing Reiki on you no one else right so what is that doing that's basically 
You, you start with the left brain. I'm gonna do all of these Reiki hand positions on myself to one, learn them um, and get familiar with them. And I'm doing this because I'm told by my Reiki master I'm supposed to. And then it kind of shifts into, hey, you know what? I've noticed that I'm having better days. I'm sleeping better. Um, your body is starting to show you the shifts that are happening, not only with the Reiki that you're doing, but the attunement that you got that directly connects you with the divine. Yes, yeah. Right? And then by the time you get to like 30 days, which is the time frame after which we'll do a Reiki 2 class and attunement if you want, um, you've had some significant physical like honest to goodness physical shifts in your being and part of that is now there's more of an awareness of balance or becoming unbalanced and awareness of your own energy you you do if you pay attention to if it. if you pay attention yeah but again it's that practice mm -hmm. and it also instills in the student a consistent practice whatever you want to call it right it could be your meditation practice. It could be your Reiki practice. It could, you know, whatever. Playing with crystals. I always find that, the, you know, they have energy. And I used to love to play with uh, my Reiki master had a whole plate of toys, mm -hmm. a whole plate of crystals in different colors. And she let you touch them? She did. She's the one <laughs> she loved. Her name was Janice Gilpin. She's on the other side now and still my guide, part of my guidance. So, yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> um, it was so meant to be that we met yeah. and that we played in the light. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. See, I had uh, two different Reiki master teachers. Um, one that taught me my level one and my level two, and another that actually did my master attunement. Oh, I lied. I have also been studying Karuna Reiki, so I actually have three masters that I've worked mm -hmm. with um, myself. and. All of them have brought me to kind of like where I am as a Reiki master practitioner and teacher. Yeah, I mean, and think, okay, off topic, just a tad. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> think about when you went to Kundalini class. Oh my goodness. So as a Reiki master, as someone who practices and plays with the flow of this energy, yep. when you go to a Kundalini class, you super feel it. Yeah. <laughs> um, my goodness, just doing like the, the spinal flexes mm -hmm. that they do in order to get the energy moving in your body, they would make me nauseous every time. The energy movement was so strong. It's so funny how everybody's a little bit different on how they sense that energy awareness. I have a, a very good girlfriend who is also very um, in tuned and in, in starting to her practice of delivering messages and knowing what she was doing. But when I made made her and they suggested to her to get reiki mm -hmm. the first time she had to pull over on the side of the road and throw up because it made her nauseous yeah. because of the shift in the energy yeah it it's it can be kind of intense but it's not i went like to a party burn. afterwards <laughs> i swear to god i went to a wedding afterwards <laughs> yeah so we do kind of suggest that when you're doing your reiki training and you're getting your attunements that you refrain from doing stuff i understand like <laughs> But uh, it, it, I, still, I still love it very much. Um, I know that people, 
I suggest that they honor their what their intuition is telling them when they do Reiki, when they practice Reiki. Absolutely. Um, I, I see that in our Reiki shares, you know, very experienced Reiki practitioners that um, tend to put their intuition kind of like on the back burner at times because there's someone there with more experience. And oh, I wish they wouldn't do that. Me too. And I've, I've coached people through that process because, you know, you're sharing. It's an it's a Reiki share. You're supposed to share it. Right. But what happens is someone will be like intimidated because someone else has been doing it for longer or whatever. Now what's the lesson in that? Oh, there's like so many lessons in that. <laughs> um, but what I have found is that with a little bit of encouragement, mm -hmm. people will re-engage and the healing for everybody involved is just... I'm speechless sometimes, yeah. you know, when you, cause I am a facilitator, right? I kind of, I, I kind of like keep on finding ways for people to stand in their own, right? And trust their own knowledge and wisdom. And when that happens, not only does that person blossom, but the people that are witnessing have that trust and faith instilled yet again yeah I, I mean it's a constant learning experience <laughs> i mean i don't care how advanced you are or how novice you may be you're at that same playing field when you get into the room because you're working with the life force energy that is not us it is flowing through us so we filter it with our beliefs of what we know when we explain it Mm -hmm. And maybe that can be intimidating. I think there's a lot of things that are intimidating in this physical world and our non-physical world. And, um, you know, as what I would consider leaders, because you and I are leaders, um, part of our job is to help support people that are somewhere on their journey. Sure. That aren't as confident and need a little bit of a push or support mm -hmm. for them to feel like, no, man, I got this. I'm a goddess warrior. Yeah. But <laughs> maybe I'm just not as nice as you. <laughs> because I'm okay with that. I love to teach. I love to share knowledge. But the bottom line is you got to put the work in in order to, to do it. So it's up to you. Plant the seeds of what it is that they can do. And then it's up to them to do it. I totally agree. But sometimes, sometimes doesn't it feel good to have somebody hold your hand for just a minute and to remind you, you've got this. You can do this. I guess. Lean into it. You have, you, you may not need that. But other people do. Sure. And trust me. It's Isn't a, that what Sage is for? <laughs> No, you're right. You're 100% right. I'm just being it, being it, silly. It's truly an honor to be able to hold somebody's it is. proverbial hand right. for a moment, coach them through what they think is the most insurmountable thing, and to watch what the result is. Sure. You're such a goof. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, we come from different aspects. The, the, the type of work that I do, it, I, I hold people's hands with encouragement and give them the tools to, to move on their own path. But I think it's different because it's not a Reiki room. It's, it's a little bit different. So that's probably why I'm coming at it from a different angle. Well, so you and I have worked together in like your coaching. Sure. And it, it is totally different. It's like you've told me straight up, you have this stuff. Here are your tools. You can choose to work with them or not. Yes. <laughs> and it, that's, a, that's the truth. <laughs> and, and sometimes you do have, you kind of need that little bit of a kick or maybe sometimes you're not really in a space where you could receive the message some other way? Well, I, I guess it's also because I truly believe that if you are in tune with your inner guidance and your spirit guide and you listen, you have the answers. You have the answers and you have the encouragement. It's always wonderful to find your tribe here on earth the people that are like-minded that can encourage you and help you along the way. I mean, Michelle, you've been great. I mean, I think as businesswomen, we've helped each other out as far as like bouncing things off and coming to a safe place and with energy. And that's something that you can't, um, you can't put a price on. It's, that's, it, it's very valuable to have that kind of encouragement that, that I, so I can see what you're saying with the <laughs> encouragement to help somebody through. Yeah. It just comes in a different way. Absolutely. Yeah. She's actually nicer than I am. Mm, <laughs> that might be debatable, but here we are nonetheless. <laughs> All right. So we've kind of covered a, a lot of different topics. We, we've talked about how we as individuals use Reiki. Sometimes what happens when we come together is uh, doing Reiki shares. Um, I've, I've talked even yeah, about... Out of control. Out of control. <laughs> love Ricky it brings the energy into the room yeah so um <laughs> when when we have Reiki shares at the Violet Butterfly we have tried doing them a, a number of different ways and I'm very much like spirit led when it comes to how they happen uh, on each particular meeting but lately and, and early on, I totally shied away from this. I would not get on a table with like a bunch of people around me um, giving me Reiki. But I, I have come a long way. I will say I have come a long way. Um, I think partly going to school for massage has sort of brought me into a weird balance, even though it's got me off balance, um, which doesn't make any sense, but if you know me, you know what I'm trying well, to say. Well, it's moving to a new balance. It is totally, everything is shifting, but to be able to participate in one of these Reiki shares and have um, these, these loving, compassionate people surround me with, even if they're whatever, because, okay, Lisa's laughing, she's trying really, really hard to keep it in, but there is a certain amount of joy and there's a certain amount of like emotional release that happens a lot of times because you find that you're in this environment you are so safe that you have this support of I will say primarily women we we do have the occasional man that joins us but to have 
this sacred group of people. It's probably one of the few places that I can let my energy fly because I can just let it out and let it go. I, I find I have a tendency to, of course, give messages during it, but I also, I laugh so hard. I, jokes come out. I mean, it just, I just, I just love the energy flow of it. Okay, so we have been all over the place with this whole fun with Reiki podcast. I will say that if you guys have questions for us, let us know. We'll try to address them. And play with it. Go with it. You know, try it out. If you're, if you're new to Reiki, get a session, you know, and see how it works. If you're not new to Reiki and you're playing along with this energy, you know what I'm talking about. You're enjoying it. You're enjoying the flow. All right. We'll talk with you guys soon. Bye. Thank you for listening. We'd love to hear from you about your experiences. Leave us a comment below. You can find more information about Lisa and her offerings on her website, the number two communicate.net. Michelle's shop is the Violet Butterfly Metaphysical Healing Center in Palm Harbor, Florida. You can find more information at the Violet Butterfly MHC.com, including the online store.